Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, we're safe again. God, I'm really thriving right now. Things are so good. I put on shoes today. Like, I actually put on shoes for the first time in weeks. I shaved my legs. I don't know why. It's not like... Yeah, there's less scratching. I put on clean overalls and I took off my overall pajamas. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Welcome to a very special bunker edition of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arden Marine, and guess what? I went back to where it all began. I'm back out in my bougie garage. Um, I'm pretending that everybody is here with me. Uh, we are, as you know, recounting Juan Pablo's season of The Bachelor. For those of you playing along at home, we are on The Bachelor Archive, episode number four. Or if you are on iTunes and Amazon, where ABC wanted to get dump all of the filler of any outtakes they ever had, we are on episode seven. That's right. Seven, because there was three episodes of filler. Um, joining me today is a woman that we, so many of you reached out. You were so excited about her return. She is one of the funniest humans I know. She's an amazing stand-up. She's an amazing dancer. Um, I consider her my dance partner for life. Ladies and gentlemen, Erin Foley. Hey. 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 
just legally changed my first name to K-pop. Oh my god. Okay, I have so many thoughts because I'm like, I know everybody hates Juan Pablo, but he keeps planning dream date after dream date for, in my mind, Artem Reed and Aaron Foley. Dream like, dream season. I'm having a dream season. His dates are so. I mean, I know I'm gonna hate him at some point in time. I want to go on every single one of his dates. And he is planning them all himself. But like, (laughs) I like that if it takes a fuck boy, party boy, single dad, failed soccer player to do it, I say bring it on. Also with us, you hear her voice. She is the Ken Burns of the Bachelor world. She's really like, <laughs> like a savant. Like if you've seen a beautiful mind, you just know that her walls are covered in photos of seasons past with strings connecting them and dried roses everywhere. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. Bachelor historian by trade, friend of mine for life by, by not trade, my friend, Lori. Hi. Hi, everyone. How is it for now? Again, I don't know why we hate Juan Pablo yet. I have to tell you, I'm feeling really solid about him. Yeah, so far so good. You know, luckily I forget uh, most things about 48 hours after I view them. So this has been really fun watching it with fresh eyes. What's fun is that you forget things and yet like deep in the recesses of your brain somewhere, everything's in there. That's true, yeah. Because you do have a fun fact for everything. (laughs) I guess that's fair, yeah, yeah. Also lurking in the shadows right now, people that, um, one person that I know has finished Tiger King, and one person I know will be so enraged watching Tiger King that she's not allowed to watch it, Anna Hosnier and Kenny. (laughs) Hi. Hi. I'm up to episode three, and I'm loving it. I'm tired. I might watch it, but I feel like I will be very angry at at how they treat it. Just knowing you pretty well and watching it, I thought, Katie's going to be screaming at her TV every two seconds. Yeah. Maybe just do Love is Blind. I already did that. Scream! It is a good time to scream. Yes, it's so true. It's such a good time to scream. Speaking of Love Is Blind, we are dropping new episodes every Monday on our Patreon. And if you join the Captain Bone Zone level, because we're classy, you can have access to eighty-five episodes of content. Our recommendation is you start at Bachelor in Paradise Australia, season one, the greatest season ever. And the first podcast for that is the one called Riding the Bipolar High, and that was with Brian Safi. And then we suggest you go to Maddie J's season, which is Bachelor Australia, season five. And the first episode of that is called The Jewish Banana. Anna, what do you have to say about one of those seasons? Um, you know, great ladies, interesting bachelors. It's, it's, it's fun to watch them kind of pick up on how they can like build their Instagram careers on this show. Also, it's new to Australia. If you guys have finished those and you're like, okay, Arden, what's next? I would say then go to the alley season of the bachelorette. Um, which is an amazing season. There's oh, yeah. a guy who, who named Charlie who sticks his tongue out constantly. And there's some, they're the next podcast right after the Jewish banana season. So here we go. Starting up top, episode number, I guess, four. Um, Camilla and Juan Pablo, she's got to say, he's got to say goodbye to his girl. Camilla is my everything. Goodbyes are not easy. It's time to travel and keep going on my adventure. But it's time for me to focus on myself. This is good for me to fresh start. And she ended up by saying, I have a wedgie. And he got her wedgie out. Thoughts, Aaron Foley. 
Oh, just a great way to start this programming, you know, on a real high. Um, I had a question. Uh, Does he have full custody? What's, I don't know. They make it look like they make it look like he does, but right? No, no. He his wife is actually there with their children. They just didn't film her. Okay, or his ex wife. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I knew you were there during the filming, Lori, and I wasn't (laughs) sure where because it it sounded it it, it's shot like he is full custody. The wife what flew off a cliff accidentally seven years ago, and. And so that editing I thought was really funny because it looks like he's full custody. Maybe those are his parents in the background or two nannies or two people on the set uh, that are now going to take care of his child. Yeah. And now he's like, it's me time. And I'm no. like, okay. Yeah. He's like, being a dad's great, but I deserve this. This is mine. I get to go. I get to go to Korea and hump whoever I, although I will say he has been less, he has been like, he's actually playing it right so far, even though like there is part of him that I don't like, but I ha- so far I'm not hating him and him saying like, I don't want to make out with everybody. I have a daughter. Like I actually feel like so far he's playing it right. Eric. Yeah. I, I again, I'm going to say this every week. If I have, you know, if I have availability on Sunday to record um, <laughs> that I am thoroughly enjoying the season. It, I don't remember anything um and I, yeah i guess you know i i'm sure there's shit to come but like besides you he goes in and out of of like okay that was like you know you know machismo you know um he's super fun and i yeah. love the women so it's yeah. like and and it's so less catty and they're like real people and the dates are fun so I, yeah i'm 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 all in and we didn't get to chat with you about last week's episode, but how fun is Chelsea the teacher that Bungie jumped? I'm loving Chelsea the teacher. Yeah, I went back and watched it just, you know, to because uh, I had to get my homework done. And um, so cute. So cute. And yeah, the, the dates are so fun. It moves really quickly. Yeah. And I think it's because they're uh, adults. Yeah. Um, Lori, are you enjoying it? Lori's gone. Okay. Lori's left. I hear, I hear. (laughs) I actually know that Lori's recording in a room upstairs and that means that Lori was downstairs. Okay. Here we go. I'm back. Hi. Okay. Great. Hi. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so then we get to Korea and they're, they're in Seoul, South Korea and they have one hour to pack and Claire starts weeping and she says, Korea, I don't even have a kimono. I'm over the moon. Yeah. (laughs) Do they wear kimonos in Korea? They sure don't. Okay, that's what I thought. I didn't think so. I I didn't want to be, I felt like that doesn't feel right. I thought that was Japan. You are correct. Thank you. Okay. But you know what? She's never left Sacramento. She's never been on a plane before. We'll give her a pass. I, you know, I didn't give her a pass. I wrote wrote down a couple of notes just for you two. And I wrote down Korea. I don't even have a kimono might be the greatest sentence in that for history. Yeah. Then I wrote down a bullet point. Um, I hope there's been an opportunity to learn um, between her last batch and the new batch. Um, Because wow, that was a red flag. I got to tell you, as I'm watching her and I'm watching everything about her, I keep thinking, 
this is the person that you went six years back fishing of all the 800 ladies that have been through the mansion. This is the one you couldn't just leave behind on the boat. Like what? (laughs) I'm I'm stunned. Like I understand that the the franchise was getting too young. I love her. The best thing about her to me. So like is, is her age. Like that's the most exciting thing for me. Lori. Well, I, I, first of all, let me just apologize. I, I There happened to be a group thread that was popping up on my wife's computer that actually said, feel the vibrations. <laughs> so I was trying to address that. Um, <laughs> it, so, wait, 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 what's there? <laughs> is your wife like a swinger or is there an earthquake happening? No, 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 no. It's like all of these hippies that are like, you know, feel the, the, the energy of the universe and it was like my worst nightmare it was all popping up like (laughs) so if if the podcast listeners hear like 75 texts it's like a group of hippies in marin county uh you know texting about like the vibrations of the universe which i cannot think of anything um less that i would want to read so (laughs) hey Lori, Lori, i think i can figure it out did you know I'm from Marin? Oh, <laughs> maybe you're, maybe so, you're, ra- I think it was raising the vibration. Maybe not feeling I the com- vibration. I completely know the people you are talking about. Oh, I were you completely know. Were you texting her wife about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my family. So, yeah. I want the fact that I don't forgive her for the kimono thing. I'm not going to give her a pass on the kimono thing. Yeah. She, she was 32, not 18. She was 30. Two when she said that. Yeah. And she lives in Sacramento. She's got no excuse. Yeah, no, like yeah. Um Arden, so, yes. Sorry. I I agree I couldn't agree more. I when when I started watching the season, I was like, Oh, that's right, Juan Pablo's an asshole, whatever. So I'm I'm just I was just focused on him being an asshole. So yeah. I don't you know, again, I, I, I honestly honestly god don't remember what happened but i'm finding him totally fun and i'm finding claire like i had two people that really i thought took a big step back this week and i had uh claire was one of them i was like seriously we went back in time to get this fucking dipshit like she's so annoying she's so annoying even in 2014 before instagram was a thing like she's annoying in a way that people are annoying now six years ago like, like almost a premonition. It's, it's, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I did notice, and I don't have too much to say about these opening scenes outside of, I, I never notice any sort of like aesthetic thing. I'm horrible about that. Uh, with the exception of Claire's eyebrows seem to reach where her head, her hair met the top of her forehead. <laughs> they were so, I don't know what that is about, but it was noticeable. And I never noticed that. And her eyebrows were kind of like, uh, uh, I, like, like a mountain. <laughs> I, I noticed, I noticed like later on when he wasn't going to kiss anybody and then he kissed Claire and we'll get to that. But I was like, Oh, she's like an early, I think she had early, early, early lip filler, maybe a little bit, like before the Jenner gals started really do it. Like, I feel like she, maybe she might've, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like at her salon, maybe you could throw in a little, who knows? Who knows what's happening? I didn't know if it was like a plucking thing or what was happening. If that was just her natural, natural sort of joker eyebrow shape. Got it. Got it. Okay. 
So then we get, so he goes, soul, we're here, baby. And then he gives a wink. He did like an Austin Powers baby thing. And he says, I love meeting culture. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, okay, there's two group dates and a one-on-one. And the girls, as as time like, even though we're all in quarantine, there's the soothing refresh that, like, life goes on when a, when a group of women have to go into a Hilton and jump on beds. So excited to be in the Hilton soul and jump on the beds and go, I can't believe. It is a really nice suite. It's a two-floor kind of big bougie suite at the Hilton, but they have to run around and jump on all the beds. Erin. <laughs> you know, that's how I act when I get an Airbnb. You know, I... Yeah. Um, I open the door, scream, and then yes. jump on all the beds and go, here I am, Sacramento. When you and I have toured together doing stand-up, we'll yeah. run in, we'll be like, oh, my God, Oklahoma City, and we'll run into the Ramada, the Days Inn. I've actually stayed at a motel doing stand-up that was called the Day Inn. The Day Inn, they stole the logo of the Days Inn, so they were like, but, like, it wasn't actually part of it wasn't affiliated with it, but like they were shooting up to pretend to be a day's end. And that's I can't like what, it, what, I mean, what lives we live, <laughs> what lives we live, what lives we live. I want to say, um, so here we are. We find out there's the first group date. There's a whole group date and it just says the word pop on it. And Nikki, the nurse turns into such a wit. And I'm going to predict this now and don't make any sounds because you all know I'm predicting right here and now that she wins it. And I don't want anybody to tell me anything. I'm predicting Nikki wins. Nikki was such a fucking wet noodle when she's like this wet rag, just dud. So they're they're all going on this group dead and they're like, I don't know, popcorn, blowing bubbles. It's like, okay, you dipshits. It's dancing behind a top K-pop group. It's the number one K-pop group in Korea. And I just wrote down fun, fun. Like, it's the most, I cannot think of a date. As much as I thought I wanted to do the electric run, and then I thought I wanted to do the sledding, I would I would love to be a backup dancer for a K-pop group. Erin Foley, I know you would too. I mean, I lost my mind. I I <laughs> loved the outfits. Oh. I love I mean, I just it was so infectious and so fun. Oh. And um Nikki, I wrote down fun but difficult, then the next line, total fun sponge. Every yeah. minute the episode went on, I was like, What the what is up with this one? And and you know, honestly, like it if if dancing's not your thing and crowds aren't your thing, I, I totally get it. I totally get it, right? But you're on the motherfucking bachelor, you know? Yeah. And so she was trying to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like go with it. So I was like, okay, well, that can be intimidating, but cool that you're going to go for it. And then she just shatter pants for yeah. like, you know, the entire episode. And I'm like, but then giving herself props that she was like going for it and she should get the rose because she tried. I'm like, you stunk up the whole fucking stage, bitch. Like get the hook. Yeah. I, I could I couldn't I mean the whole thing was like a dream sequence. I know. And it was so f- how cute was our little my little Chelsea. Chelsea the adorable. She, I love so her. I want, cute. She's my favorite. I don't think she's gonna win, but she seems like a like the realest person I've seen on The Bachelor in a long time. She's just having the best time. She couldn't believe how pretty Pasadena City Hall was. She can't believe how cool Korea is. She's so cute. She was such a fun sport. She goes, Oh my god, I always wanted to be a backup dancer. Like 
just watching her dive in. And she wasn't a dancer. Like you look at Kat and you look at Cassandra, like they're real dancers. You've got cute little Chelsea over there. He's just a teacher, just adorable. I loved it. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Lori. Go ahead. Okay, Lori. Lori. Uh, hi. Uh, well, you know, first of all, I'll say that, yeah, Nikki basically sucked the joviality out of the entire date and inhaled it and swallowed it and shat it out. <laughs> but she, um, but I will say that, uh, you know, I certainly can empathize with Nikki. I would be having a complete panic attack if I had to do that. But uh, I appreciated who's the one. Oh, Kat was the one who was killing it. And they were a bunch of haters. I, I really appre- I appreciated Kat's attitude. I and- do feel like Kat must suck a little bit, though, because they all say that she gets extra loud when the cameras come around. Like, OK, let's have an avocado. Like, I think she's a little extra, extra. Or I bet in person she sucks. Yeah, no, I mean, she probably sucks, but I appreciate how she was so enthusiastic about the whole thing. And, you know, Nikki actually was uh, apparently widely hated on this season. Oh, really? Uh, because she's she's such a drip. I mean, um, I And I was actually really unimpressed with uh, Cassandra's. She's an NBA dancer. Where were her dance skills? I was not as impressed with her dance skills I don't- as I was with Kat. Kat is a really fun dancer. Kat, I would say, was a blast on the dance floor. And Cassandra was a dud. And I know my girl, Erin Foley, would have brought it. Oh, my God. Arden, seriously. Like, Arden, like, if you could plan a date, it would be in Seoul, Korea, doing K-pop backup dancing. I I, I, the first thing I want to do when this quarantine is over is drive to your house, get you, get on a plane, go to Korea, and become backup dancers for a K-pop band. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! I I, I just and and that's the thing. Like you know, if I it's it's the fun ones in these groups. Like I have dates. Like you know, if someone was like you know you know we've seen these dates and it's like let's get dressed up, put on a heel, and hit the runway. I'd be like, I'm gonna fucking murder my. I will yeah. literally hari kari myself going down yeah. the runway. Yeah, but I would just try to make it somewhat yeah. okay you know what yeah. i mean so it's just it's just the attitude her attitude was so shitty but at the exact same time we have to become k-pop backup dancers oh my god i gotta say his dancers he was also adorable he yeah. was so fun he's a great dancer he was having a great time i know he's just kind of like a party fuck boy but like fine like he's at least more fun than I'll take him so far, and maybe I have terrible taste. I will take him over Peter, even though Colton was very sweet. Like, he was a boring bachelor. Like, I say so far, give me one Pablo. Like, <laughs> oh, so gosh. Fun. He's oh, fun. Great. So, I mean, up through episode four, he's fun. I mean, do you agree, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm really, I was really racking my brain of like, what? I can't like what you know what was the downfall I can't remember so right now I'm just taking it literally episode by episode now Lori did did read us something last week that maybe that he said he was asked and they kind of benched him a little bit he was asked if there could ever be a gay bachelor and he said 
So you can summarize it, Lori. What was the gist? I mean, it was it's hard to summarize because he basically <laughs> wrote a tome about how gay people shouldn't be on The Bachelor. But they're like perverted. It was like yeah. Perverted. He said gay, his gays are more pervert. Uh, and that, you know, it wouldn't work if gay people were on The Bachelor because, you know, they're like, they would be a bad example to children or something like that. Yeah, that's where he lost a lot of people. (laughs) Wait, was this recently? No, it was actually when, it was during the season when the last episode aired was when uh, Juan Pablo, uh, it it sort of came out that he made these homophobic comments. Okay, so I'm sure that was it and there was probably other stuff because I remember literally hating the dude, but I can't remember (laughs) episode for him like how fun is Juan Pablo I know so, <laughs> so fun. yeah so yeah. fun so Nikki is also a dragon so many things she's like I don't have sisters I'm not I'm not I don't like to share I don't want to share my space I don't want to share my boyfriend it's like well then don't go on the fucking bachelor you're a hot nurse somebody would date you in Ohio like, why are you coming on and being a pill? I don't get it. First of all, don't talk about Ohio that way. I believe she's from Missouri. Chelsea is from Ohio. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Okay, okay. Apology accepted. I'm so sorry. Whew. I'm sorry. Okay. So they go, and he couldn't have been cuter, and Kat's doing her high kick, and Chelsea was living out her childhood dream, and everybody was making fun of Kat saying, I'm the best, and Nikki was miserable, and then they had this huge show, and then she, but Nikki was so self-centered, she was like, it's my worst nightmare to get on a stage in front of thousands of Korean teens, um, and... And uh, she's like, all these, all these people are here to watch me dance. And it's like, no, nobody's there. No one's going to even look at you, bitch. They're watching their favorite band and no one's going to be looking at you. Yeah. Ten bucks, Nikki calls it the China virus. (laughs) 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 I missed you. Uh, Oh, she is that horrible, isn't she? I know. (laughs) She said Korean teens. I was like, "Eh, she's a... Yeah, she said Korean teens. I'm like, how about just teens girl yeah um, i wrote nurse is a wet blanket drag yep. um and then so cat goes i need to let juan pablo so afterwards they have like a little cocktail thing afterwards she's like i need to let him know i'm not just the fun girl i also have an alcoholic father <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. oh my god i mean it's like look i have an alcohol i had an alcoholic father. you don't want to lead that's not like your best open it's like don't worry i'm not just fun i'm a drunk I dad a, i also had a dad that drank <laughs> There's so many of my favorite people that are fun because they had a dad that drank. Alcoholic parents produce very fun offspring. (laughs) Get in line, Kat. Get in line. Who didn't have a parent that drank? Come on. I don't think any of my friends have a parent that didn't drink. So yeah, so she had to let her know that not only am I fun, I have an alcoholic dad. I need to, I have to have a chance to tell him. I have to let him know. My, we moved to Arizona. What happened was my mom and dad. My dad was a very severe alcoholic. And by the way, I'm not making fun of this because my dad was also a very severe alcoholic, and it's not fun. But you don't want to lead with that. You don't. It's not a necessary opener. That's called trauma bonding. You might want to do it after like 
date three, four, five, get a little bit down the line. Not necessary. Um, am I being harsh? I don't know. What do you nah. guys think? Nah. Uh, no. First of all, I've never heard the phrase trauma bonding, and that's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I I totally agree. I was like, um, you know, it, it was just the way, obviously, it was, you know, traumatic for her. And um, listen, you know, I can count on one hand, you know, friends of mine that um, don't have an alcoholic parent. So I was like, okay, okay, easy cat. But, um, you know, but but the detail, like the way she delivered it, you know, yeah. like, I, I think it's like, you can ease into that, like, you, you know, yeah, just ease into it. Like, you know, well, you know, my parents, there's a lot of stuff going on, and they divorced and stuff. Yeah. And like, then, you know, it's day possible. four, you know, yeah. it, it, it was almost like, it was almost like ambush, like yeah. back in the day, Arne, you've been in this position so many times. You get called to do a stand-up show and then you realize the audience doesn't know you're doing stand-up because it's someone's show at a bar. And we, yeah. I used to call it ambush comedy where you just pop up and you're like, anybody travel? Like, and everyone's shocked. <laughs> it, it, it felt like total fucking ambush. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she just kept going. She's like, yeah. seven DUIs and the fucking yes. car was in the front lawn. And I was like, fuck, Walmart. Yes. Wow. Didn't, didn't okay. the child support. I know. It's, I, look, I feel like I used to do stuff like that back in the day. It's almost like, I'm going to tell you everything. So you're not, so it's not a surprise. I don't want you to just think I'm fun. Like, I don't want to, like when you feel like you have like this secret thing about you, but it's also, I think there's a way that's like, you're lovable. You're lovable. Even if you grew up, most wonderful people did grow up with something not perfect. And you're, you're not, there's nothing wrong with you about that, but like, you don't need to like, it, you don't need to flash your panties immediately about all of this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking the whole time that, you know, there's there's that director off or the producer off screen being like, yeah, yeah, tell, t- tell him how yeah, your dad yeah. drinks mouthwash in the morning. <laughs> tell, him, <laughs> tell him, tell him, he's going to love that. He's going to love it. He drinks mouthwash. Do it. Uh-huh. Uh, and and so that's when she you know she has the diary of the mouth and yeah. uh, and talks about yeah. her drunk dad. So yeah, 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 yeah. He needs to know you're not just fun. He needs to know dad also drinks mouthwash. Total <laughs> um, boner killer, you know, drunk yeah, dad. Like you uh, know what I mean? I'd stick dude. with like if I just I would roll if I was her I would have rolled with that fun until you know the yeah. night before. I know. I think you do. You go have fun, and then you can just say, "Look, you know, as we get to know each other more, like you know, there's more stuff that's more complicated that's helped make me what I am." But I try to be an optimistic person. I think you kind of, you can kind of hint that there's more there, but like you don't need to get into like the war story. You don't need the war stories yet. It's too early for the. There's plenty of time. No, I know it's The Bachelor, and it's like everything's sort of shortened, and you don't like. You don't have as much time, but like you can be, you can hint at it with getting into like the war, war story detail. Um, so then we have uh, Cassandra. Um, oh, so Nikki starts just trashing people. Nikki just is sitting there trashing people. Um, who is she? Oh, was she talking about Claire? Was she trashing? Who was she trashing first? And then, and then Cassandra is so happy to leave. Um, uh, yeah, it was like apropos of nothing. It just all of a sudden she just went on this trash fest. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm, not, I'm gonna say it if I think it." It's like, all right, well, well, maybe don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Elise was trash talking, um, 
She, oh, Elise was the one who kept last week was talking about Chelsea. She kept saying, I just hope he takes into account the girls who want to be good mothers. I mean, why are they here? I hope you can see through the smog. And he was like, yeah, I got it. Like, that's a surefire way. Again, another boner killer. It's like, I'm just watching. I'm protecting you. Erin, what did you think? Yeah, you know, I'm just always amazed because every season this happens and and we always say, like, bitch, do you watch the show? I mean, yeah. this is like 101. Like, yeah. also, like, you know, I know it's like all a game and blah, blah, blah. But like, but when you sit down with a group, like, it, it almost seemed like it was kind of fun to see Nikki start trashing, trashing a little bit because... There was a couple people's faces like, I don't want to fuck it. I'm not in, I don't want to be involved in yeah, this. Cassandra. I don't want to hear that. Cassandra, yeah. Cassandra, who's only like 22, but is so sort of sweet and mature. It's just sitting there like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is so classless. Like, this is, why are, why are you, like, get yeah. it yourself. And how do you know? Like, I was thinking about that too. Like, how do you know? First of all, you want to get along with the women, you know what yeah. I mean? And how do you know someone like you, you start trashing on someone? I'd be like, dude, we're really close. Like, shut the fuck up. You know what yeah. I mean? It could backfire so quickly. Yes. Um, yeah. Often it does when, when it starts to air, then everybody starts to have these riffs with each other. Yes. Um, but you know, yeah, Nikki and Yule Log are super negative. Uh, one oh, thing Aaron that doesn't I doesn't know, Aaron doesn't know about Yule Log. Tell her, tell her. Oh, so Aaron. Uh, our teacher, our quote unquote elementary school teacher, Elise, is actually, uh, uh, you know, a cocktail waitress at the, the Playhouse on Hollywood Boulevard and starred in a, I wouldn't say it's a, 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 a skin flick, but she oh. starred in a YouTube series called Ulog Hotties. And, and, and they were, when she was, when there was a video of her teaching children, Lori, tell her what that was. Oh, that was all, those were all fake kids. But, uh, but the Yule Log hotties, they just sit around and rub each other with olive, uh, olive oil. I don't know if it's olive oil, oh, massage oil. <laughs> they, they rub each other with peanut oil and sesame oil <laughs> and, uh, and give each other massages. Uh, so that's her claim to fame. She hired, uh, so she's not a teacher? No, she hired no. to play the uh, kid actors were playing her students. No! When did this come out? During the season? Yeah, so she had t- she had taken a hiatus or a sabbatical from teaching, moved out to L.A. for a year, worked as a cocktail waitress, and starred in sort of these uh, sort of uh, uh, these types of uh, YouTube videos or whatever shorts. Wow, that's mind blowing. That's why Lori's the best. Lori just knows <laughs> all this shit. It's so good. Can I just say one thing, though, and this is really obscure, maybe for a small subsection of your listeners, is I don't know if it was Elise or Nikki that said this. I I, I forgot. But what I really appreciated was when they were like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally a mom type. I can I can totally change her diapers. And I wanted to say, bitch, Camila is not wearing diapers. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're not going to change your diapers. That's creepy. Nikki, Nikki. So he pulls Nikki. It was Nikki. He pulls Nikki aside. And she goes, I was just really out of my element today. You know, I just want something real. I close myself off. I want to open up. And he's like, don't, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. And then he goes, how do you feel about Camilla? She said, I'd love to meet her. I love kids. I have a good relationship with my mom. I'm great at changing a diaper so fast. And I thought, 
she's like six like <laughs> she's not wearing a diaper oh my god she's like literally making complete sentences and she's walking around making like talking like an adult she I, knows I mean, what a wedgie is it's not because a diaper is jammed up her ass <laughs> <laughs> um so then okay uh uh katie anna what did you think of this k-pop date i thought it was a lot of fun yeah <laughs> i really enjoyed I thought, it yeah, and I thought it was, you know, I mean, they don't do, like, fun things like this anymore because, like, the new season especially, they tried so hard to be, like, sexy and all that stuff with, like, the lingerie stuff. Like, this was kind of akin to that. But this was just much more fun and, like, innocent, and it just seemed like a good time. Yeah, I like that. Well, I mean, Juan Pablo just wants to, like, party. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, his whole vibe. So, I don't know. It's fun. These These dates are so much more entertaining than, like, any other bachelors yeah. who are like kind of boring and they're like you need to i don't know do an obstacle course where you show me how fit you are versus like yeah. let's or, backup dancers at a concert i mean or, yeah. or an obstacle course where you like show me that you can do like a 1950s like pull the hair out of the dress yeah. and like now it's so crazy that for me it sounds like all of us I know aside from his homophobic rant like the actual four episodes so far sounds like we're all kind of enjoying Juan Pablo which is frightening. Yeah. All I right. love Juan Pablo. Me too. He's really fun. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Charlene's date. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. All right, here we go. We're back. All right, so there's a Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a one-on-one date, and it's your it's your girlfriend, Charlene, Lori. What? What? Claire looked dumbfounded when Charlene got the date. What did you think of Claire's face, Aaron? Oh, my God. Arden, this is why I have to know you uh, for the rest of my life. I wrote down two words, Claire's face. <laughs> I, will literally, I will literally take a picture and send it to you. No, I know, I know, I know what my friend is going to like. I know who she's going to want to talk about. I'm the Aaron Foley pinball wizard. Tell me everything. <laughs> Tell me about her. It's just, we've missed you so much. I'm going to just like, I'm so excited just to have my paws on you for a second. Tell me your thoughts on Claire's face. Oh, I mean, Claire's face. I mean, there, if it would be like the greatest meme right now, if uh, <laughs> just to, just like, it, it, it was just like, how is this possibly, ha- it's, it's like she has, I think she's really wildly intimidated by, I think the wind, but also, um, Charlene, I think in particular, Charlene and Nikki, I think, because or Charlene, I think, is also Lori might now have to fight you for her because there's something so like otherworldly and, and, you know, and the opera singing and, you know, it's it's like Claire. It's, she's so out of her league, you know, that I I think she's the, the face was just like knives it was just like knives coming right into charlene's uh beautiful forehead we've never had a woman like charlene like charlene yeah like charlene is like it's like a different species has landed in the bachelor (laughs) band it's totally true there's there had never been a contestant like her who was just so skeptical and honest and Stunning. Uh, bre- stunning and stunning and interesting and smart. And I saw, you know, Claire's eyebrows literally sort of rotate perpendicularly to her head <laughs> and shoot out of her forehead into Charlene's eyes when she got that thing. It's full on laser beams. It was yeah. just like uh, I'm going to murder. Permission uh, to murder. <laughs> so so she's uh, Claire goes, I don't think they're right for each other. I just, I don't think they're right for each other. And um, by the way, she's right. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki, once again, even though she was a fucking dud dancing, she got the rose on the group date again, even though she was such a drag. But she could change a six year old's diaper, so she got the rose. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, ugh. 
I think he's a guy that wants to get women pregnant. So hearing the fact that she's like, I can change a diaper, meaning like, oh, I can, I can knock you up quickly and then you can change another, another baby's diaper. Great. I think he's really just longing for that old Farrah Fawcett uh, poster with oh, the long sort of feathery hair yes. that Nikki has. And that's yes. and it's sort of his, his childhood icon that she is sort of embodying. That's my yeah. take. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's yeah. So then he, we see him taking a shower. His body is interesting. I'm going to call Katie on this because Katie likes to talk about male physiques. He's kind of like fit and meaty at the same time. What did you think of his physique, Katie? I think he's pretty good. He's, he, like you said, yeah, he's not too buff. Yeah. I don't like the really buff guys. Like he looks like he like got buff. But I'm like, something like playing soccer or like outside chopping wood, which I always prefer. You know. Outside <laughs> you shopping? Like, it's not like it's very real. Yeah. Did you say outside shopping? Yeah, outside chopping wood. I, oh, I think that's oh, always outside, like a good look. Outside chopping wood. Got it. I thought you were talking about outside shopping, like when we're outside of our quarantine and we can all go shopping. <laughs> no. Okay, great. Yes, that's what I think about nowadays. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that fitness, like outside shoppers. Okay, so we have Charlene. He goes, she's my favorite one right now. Um, uh, yes. And then, and then he goes, she says, I'd rather, oh, she tried to make a joke. I will say, Lori, she had one fail. I know she's your girlfriend. When he goes, so we could enjoy today and get to know each other better. And she says, I'd rather not enjoy today and rather not get to know each other better. And he, I thought, responded correctly, which was, ha, ha, ha. Like, that's a dumb joke. That was her one fail. I didn't like that. Aaron Foley is a comedian. What did you think of that? I was okay with it. Um, <laughs> she had <laughs> girl, Aaron. <laughs> she has this like it's like she's the gazelle, and everyone else is just like a like a like a retired gorilla, and uh, just everybody's like just chasing her, smoking. Um, uh, yeah, she she's just. But I found her to be so charming on this date because she's it's so I, I keep saying this whole season is refreshing because because of the women. They're so real. Yeah. Um, and she was like she was un, like comfortable being uncomfortable, um, which I thought was really just super cool. And then she started singing and then my pants flew off. Oh, my God. Okay, so when we get so meanwhile, they're all trashing her back at the house, saying that she nobody thinks she's going to get a rose because she'd been saying that she was not. I think Clara was saying this. Oh, my God. Look at Lori. Look at Lori. Just sent us. That Charlene said that uh, Clara said that Charlene said that she's not into outgoing personalities, that she's bored by him and that he's a, they have dull conversations. Um, you guys should know we got a group text of a meme. Is that a meme? I would say it's a gif of uh, Farrah Fawcett in her bathing suit with heart bubbles going up. It's incredible. <laughs> so then they go to a tea house and they're getting to know each other better. They t- And she has like little cute little tights on and a little romper and they sit down. And, uh, and he actually asks her questions. Like, like this was like, the realest conversation that I've heard in a long time of like rather than just like yeah I feel it too I feel it too he was asking her questions such as like when did you start wanting to be an opera singer so she's been singing since she was a little kid she won a contest he says I can't wait to hear it and she's like oh you're cheeky you're a smart ass side that's good and he says you're not bland he's like what is that is that a good thing she's like that is a very good thing you're interesting so but like he was asking he was he's curious about her Aaron 
Yeah, the only moment where I found shocking and it happened again was how does nobody know what Bella means? <laughs> I know. I know. I was I know. like, uh, what? <laughs> I um, yeah, I... I I get, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, so they're not exactly right for each other, but I like how they're trying. I do like how he really, you know, she's so different, but it seemed like he was really trying and really kind of smitten with her. I know. Um, which, uh, again, I know, uh, without forgetting about the giant homophobe and other stuff, I'm sure, um, maybe like him more. <laughs> I know he's really like, and I like that she's not giving it away for free and he's really trying to court her. Like he's, he's trying to court. This is the hardest we've seen a bachelor try to court someone in a long time. Yeah. It it felt real. I guess it just like, I keep going back to that because, because it really truly felt real in these last couple seasons of the, of the batch and bachelor. It's just, especially this Peter season, which was the, I don't know, probably it's just, to me, it was just the worst piece of garbage. It, like Colton's, there was no, Colton's was bad too. Colton's when was he, bad too. Yeah. When he forced Cassie to like date him and she yeah. clearly didn't want to, but like clearly she wanted like people magazine covers. Like these have been two bad bachelors in a row. Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah, it, it's, after it's Ari, real. after Ari. I mean, it's three in a row. Oh God, yeah, yeah. And I like Nick, but Nick wasn't a great bachelor. He was so burned out by the franchise by them. I mean, there's the Bachelorettes have been great, and Bachelor in Paradise has been great. But the actual Bachelors, this has been the best Bachelor season I've watched in a lot since Ben Higgins. Sure. Well, you know, Arden, I've been thinking about this, and in fact, I woke up at five a.m. this morning thinking about what <laughs> seasons. You all should watch because this was, uh, you know, this was a pretty decent season, but there was a really good run of Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons that came one after another, starting uh, starting from Jason's season. Okay. Uh, that went to Jillian, that went to uh, Jake, that went to Allie. And those are, you, I, I mean, I highly recommend you watch all right. them. All right. I mean, look, I got time. I got time. <laughs> I think I got I I I put on shoes for this. So if I put on shoes and shave my legs for this, maybe this is the only pray this is the only thing that's getting me up in the morning. <laughs> this is the only thing I put on shoes for in the quarantine. So here we go. But we, you know the the chemistry that he has with Charlene is really undeniable. I mean, I loved when she said, well when you're right that she wasn't giving it away, but I also loved when he said that he he got her the moment she walked out of the limo, which is totally a cheesy line, but I really appreciated how she said, Oh, you kind of took my, my breath away there. You made my heart stop for a moment. It was really sweet. And you're right. It it felt really real and authentic. And I like how she was, she's skeptical, but at the same time, like, okay, maybe I'll give this a shot. So they go, she's saying so far, they've been sort of, they went to the tea house. They've been tasting things, walking around. She's having more fun than she expected. So then they go into this beautiful building that has a courtyard. And he says, I want to listen to you. She goes, mister, this is our first real date. I would never. And he was like, she's like, no, I don't want to. And then she's like, okay, well, um, I, I can, I'll close my eyes. And she's like, all right, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. And he goes, you're good. You're good. They only listened to like one second. Do you think he cut her off or do you think that was editing? Aaron? Ooh. Yeah, well, that's a really good question. Um, I, I got the answers. Oh. Oh, Lori. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to go. Aaron, I want to hear what you have to say. 
Well, I I had such a difficult time with this moment because I, you know, it's your worst nightmare as a performer to be like, tell me a joke, right? And put yeah. that performer on the spot. So I thought when he said it, it was absolutely cringeworthy. But at the same time, if I was him, I would be dying to hear her voice. Yes. Because she's so just stunning and there there's really some good chemistry and of course you know it's like you swoon when you hear her voice so yeah. i i sort of fi- i t- i kind of really appreciated that moment on both on both ends but i think i mean i'll just take a wild stab lori i feel like she probably stopped because she didn't really want to do it in the first place and then she let herself be vulnerable and she stopped short well, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, Charlene had an interesting interview where she, uh, well, first of all, she said that the contestants aren't as dumb as people think. So she wasn't sure why she was sort of considered this highbrow uh, contestant. But she said that there were two regrets she had. Uh, while filming The Bachelor, one of which was her reaction when she uh, got the the first impression rose. And the second regret, uh, which she resisted all through final casting, was that she didn't want it to be about her singing. Um, Apparently, when they were casting her, she sang in a sort of mock in the moment interview and they promised not to use it and they did and she didn't want to because it was her job if she wanted she said if she wanted to sing she would have sung at every turn because there was a previous contestant i think it was in andy baldwin's uh series that that sang all the time and so during that day, her producer said, hey, look, um, Juan Pablo is going to try to make you sing. And she said, well, it's not going to happen. She said no repeatedly. And they said, well, we're just going to let you know that he's going to ask you. And so when they were in that courtyard, he caught her off guard. And um, what they didn't air was how many times he had asked her. Apparently, he had asked her like 30 times and she said no. And she was near tears. And the only thing she could do to move forward, you know, like you just want to get it over with is sing in order to, um, you know, get get past this moment. So she regrets it because she had no warm up and she hadn't sang in a while and it didn't do her voice justice after really spending her whole career and schooling trying to master her voice. And it looked like he asked her to do it twice. Um, and so that was her, her take on, on the But singing. did he stop wow. her short? Did he stop her short? I, I just think, like, it didn't seem like he let her go very long. Well, I think she just, just wanted to sing enough to just be able to move on. Right. Okay. So wow. then. That's so fascinating. Then, so then they kiss, and she said, he is a good kisser. I really like him. I got to tell you, their kissing styles don't seem to – like, he and Andy feel like they have really good kisses. And even he and Clara, he and Charlene's kissing doesn't quite feel like it's naturally matching. Would you agree with that, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see how I would have done in the moment, you know. Um, with Charlene? With Charlene? <laughs> Yeah, I really would. Uh, sorry, Lori. I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the Charlene train. And no! I'm you near Lori. Um, <laughs> so is Jerry. Jerry Trainer is, like, obsessed to try to find somebody that looks like Charlene. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think they – I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, like, a little – it is a little awkward, but she's awkward. Yeah. Um. So – 
yeah, again, the whole time I'm like, I can't see them together, but I, I like when they're together. So yeah. it's, it's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. So far. And again, I'm liking one Pablo. I can't believe, I don't want to, but I, and I know I'm going to hate him. Like, I just know that I know I, I went in, I sort of hated him in the beginning and now I'm liking him, but I know it's going to swing back the other way. Lori. Well, you know, uh, one thing that I didn't mention that I also really appreciated about Charlene outside of, you know, the fact that that she sucks, that she's not going to be in our thruple is um, (laughs) is I love how she didn't uh, let having kids define her. You know, like most of those contestants, when he asks about kids, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one. I want I want 50. And she um, she really just said, well, you know, it actually it kind of freaks me out and told him about her previous relationship and was brutally honest. And I thought that was immensely amazing. This was so they had this whole conversation was one of the most real conversations we've had in years. He first asked her what Germany was like, and she said no one spoke her any English, and that she was weeping because she missed being, her culture. Like she missed the, the place that felt like home. And then she asked him, like, if he'd come to the United States. So he came for university from Venezuela, and he spoke no English. And his dad left him there, and he cried like a little baby. And then they were on the same wavelength, and that's when they were like maybe you get me. And that's when he said, I got you since you stepped out of the limo. And she said, my heart stopped for a second. And then he said, how many kids do you want? And he, and then she goes, well, that's a whole other topic. She sort of, she sort of changed the subject. And she says, okay, well, what about you? And he goes, I want two or three. And then she was like, hmm. And then in her separate interview, her in the moment interview, she said, women are uh, oh, somebody back, the women back at the hotel were saying that she was too formal to be a mother, that she was not easygoing enough to be with somebody who has a kid. And then she said, well, it's complicated. I, you know, I'm sure some of the girls here were saying that they wanted three yesterday, but um, I never really thought about it. It's, it's my second priority. I've always had my career first. Um, you know, I never thought about it. And then I was dating a guy who had it and it was hard for me that we were, I was never going to share being the first. I thought it was the most honest. And the fact that he appreciated her honesty like again Aaron thoughts this is the most real conversation we've had I I just wish this was happening now you know what I mean um I I I hope yeah it's just one of these things where like oh they 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 picked Claire to be the new bachelorette so I was like oh this is a good sign you know um and then remember anything about her I was just like age 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 now going back I'm like oh but then watching the season, I'm like, can the Bachelor franchise just watch the season or, or other really good seasons? Because there were a ton of good seasons. And this is what I say to new people watching The Batch, like my coworkers these past couple months. My friend Vincent started wa- watching and he was like, what is going on? And I go, no, it wasn't. It didn't used to be like this. And this is what I mean by when I say it, like all these real interesting conversations where the women are super strong and they're not kowtowing every second of what the guy wants. I think Instagram has really changed the game for the worse for, yeah. this, for this franchise. Wait, you know what I also didn't appreciate is how the the other contestants said that she was too formal to to be a yeah. mother. And yeah. you know, I'll, I'll just have to say I'm I'm in a tuxedo right now, and my son <laughs> uh, tells me I'm ruining his life in this quarantine. So you know, they really are mistaken. <laughs> So, you know, I'm, I'm fairly uncomfortable. I've got that sort of the, the tailed tuxedo on. 
And yeah, you know, they can just suck it. Yeah, they can suck it. They can suck it. By the way, Lori has two of the cutest kids on earth. Like insanely, like just two of the cutest kids on earth. I'm going to send them in an Amazon package to you tomorrow. Well, they've both given me that virus, not Corona. They gave me, they gave me. <laughs> norovirus. Norovirus. Yeah. So I'm going to, having gotten a virus from them in the past, <laughs> I'm going to wait till this pandemic passes and then they can come. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know what the norovirus is, let me just tell you this. You have all the fun of explosive diarrhea and vomiting. With none of the weight loss. You not only you're, not only you have a fever and you're shitting your brains out and you can't stop throwing up and your pants get tight because your belly distends like a basketball. You get fatter than ever after you vomited and shat out everything in your body. You're welcome. <laughs> Lori gave Lori gave me that. It was great. Lori's kids did. Okay, so then we <laughs> so then we have um. All right, before we go on, Katie, Anna, tell me your thoughts on Charlene. We'll start with Anna. Um, Charlene is so interesting. Uh, I don't think she should be with Juan Pablo. Um, he's kind I don't know. They don't seem right for each other. She seems like she should be with a man who does or like doesn't have I mean, I don't know. It seems like she she has a certain way that she wants to live her life. And I don't think Juan Pablo can supply that. Also, she's a little bit more uptight than him, if you will. I mean, she's not like uptight in that sense where I'm being like, Ooh, she's so uptight. But I mean, like, she's just like her, her, uh, what she wants in li- life is different than what he he's wants. A fu- he's a fun party fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I'm not saying that she can't have fun. I'm just saying she's a little bit, you know, she's a little more classy than him. Um, Katie, what did you think of this date? Um, I like Charlene, but I, I agree that they're not right for each other. I think she's just too proper and she's just too, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say uptight, but she is kind of uptight. Also, like she said, she doesn't want kids. So why would you want to be with a guy who has a kid? I don't really understand that at all. Like that makes no sense to me. I mean, because he keeps saying, she knows I have a kid, so I'm all in. Yeah. Like, he just likes. And he, like, really loves his yeah. kid, too. It's not like, oh, no, I have a kid that, like, I never really see it with my ex. No, he, like, yeah. loves his he kid. Loves like, him. she's going to be around. And she said that thing about him or, like, her having a past boyfriend and not liking that they had a kid. I know. I know. Yeah. I was I know. Like, that's kind of a red flag. I know that she was threatened of the kid. Yeah. She was jealous of him. <laughs> Um, by well, like a four-year-old. Yeah, she was God. super jealous of a four-year-old, which actually was the one, which that was like, ooh, boy. Lori just sent us a photo of how she looks right now, and you're looking great, Lori. You look just thank like you. Mar- Marlena Dietrich. You look oh, great. thank you very much. I appreciate it, yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with our final group date. Ooh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take... A pee break. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys, we're back. Um, (laughs) So now we have, it's a, so he gives her the rose, they have a kiss. And, um, and he's going, he could, he takes four women that look alike plus Claire and a couple more on a group date. Let's get crazy in Korea. And they go to, I mean, Aaron Foley dollhouse karaoke. Is that not my dream? Cute interior design in a tiny setting. That's a dollhouse and it's daytime karaoke. I, I, I can't imagine aside from K-pop backup dancers, something that's more me, Aaron Foley. How many times have we done karaoke together? 792 times. And we have not done it in a dollhouse. I've done it. And do we move to Seoul when it's open again? Yes. Yes. Is that the point of this episode? The whole thing 
yeah. was, you know, just to, to learn more about Claire. But is it truly that Aaron and Arden need to move to South Korea? We would have the best time if we both became independently wealthy and we were like, we're when? just going to travel. When we become. When we become independently wealthy and we're like, we're just going to travel the world together as two. You know what? Lori's also really fun on the dance floor, too. Like, Lori is really, Lori could be thrown into the dance party mix and she would fucking throw down at karaoke. Well, I am a, I am a good time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In case you're wondering, uh, you know, the one thing I'll have to say though is. Lori is a good time. I am a good time. Uh, (laughs) But the forced karaoke in the middle of the day (laughs) seems, you know, I mean, I I bet you I could get it on, but you know, with the bright daylight uh, Daylight coming through the windows there. I kind of like daylight and singing to songs that you don't know what they are. They're like, ring, 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 bell, 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 ring, ring. Like, try to guess the tunes. I was all in on daytime karaoke or songs I don't know. (laughs) That's just me. I'm a specific, I'm a good time. What can I say? I'm a good time. (laughs) Well, the three of us are clearly going to Seoul for at least a bender. Oh, 100. Heck Yeah. Clearly, when the world really, I mean, it's already gone to shit, but like, but like when it's, when we're released from our cages, we're going straight to Seoul. Um, so that, oh, side note, and this will air much later. This will air in like two weeks. Guys, this is not real time. Um, we're, we're time traveling back to 2014. So we're playing around with time, time, space, time continuum. Ben Higgins just got engaged. Thoughts, Aaron Foley. Woo. What, uh, just what a relief to all the women out there that, um, that just really thought that, um, he was the one, you know, now yeah. they can just, yeah. uh, just really focus on themselves and, um, whoever that woman is, um, you know, break out the Bible. Let's, uh, let's do this. Um, but, but the question about Ben, you know, I actually think he's super adorable and I'm very happy for him. He seemed completely heartbroken after his breakup with Lauren, and I'm thrilled for this guy. He's really, he was very cute when I did uh, Ashley and Ben's podcast. I found he was very sweet and cute. Um, and I know Lori loves him, so that's what, that's what matters. All right, here we go. Um, so we have a group date, and they're doing their karaoke, and there's, to me, four women that look pretty identical. Allie, Andy, <coughs> Allie, Andy Allison, and Lauren all are the same person. And then there's Claire who can't handle it and is fading into the background. Erin, thoughts? Yeah, this is when Claire took a real nosedive for me. Um, Just with the, you know, and and I like that everybody was noticing and they were just, uh, you know, ripping her a new one because it's just, she's so, it was so annoying. It's like, I don't know, they kind of presented her um, as like, you know, this like strong independent women which hopefully maybe she's grown into but like it just she just became like kind of catty and like annoying and then the whole thing of like oh i can't eat that or whatever was supposed oh. to, she was supposed to eat it and i was like oh god here we go with this one like you know stand over a sinkhole useless yeah. <laughs> she yeah so they go to dr fish zone where you put your feet in it is a fish pedicure and you have dead skin eaten off by the fish and it really liked renee the mom's dead skin and claire is in a territorial panic and she always has to sit next to him she's like oh it's warmer over here <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then, Lori, what did you think of that? Well, I mean, you know, I will say that now that COVID-19 has broken my 30-year habit of biting my toenails, I, I think that maybe I might be able to participate in uh, this nail party. Um, but I have to say that the not eating the octopus just really friggin' annoyed me. Like, either she's got to come up with a better excuse saying she's allergic or something um, but not make this huge production about it. I thought that was super annoying. So for those of you who are just listening but not actually watching, and God bless you if that's the case. <laughs> because we have a few people who don't watch it. I'm like, you are the true heroes of this. Um, so they were walking to the street, and they're like near like street vendors. She goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are we eating octopus? She grabs his arm. Oh, my God. And he was like, oh, don't tell me that. Okay. You just made the worst mistake of your life. You tell me you don't want octopus. You're eating octopus. Who wants octopus? Like an eight-year-old boy. And then she was like, no, no. Oh, no. I can't do it. And then all the other girls were like, her piece was this big. I know you swallowed something bigger than that, says the dog lover, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, that was actually a really funny line. Um, I know, it was so good. She's so random, that that woman. I know, uh, I know. She's just like, all of a sudden she was like an alien dog or whatever she was to be, and then I, I was like, oh, she's really annoying, but then the act out with Allie was so funny. Oh my God. And so I'm I like, know. oh, maybe she's fun. Maybe she's like, I'm just waiting every every episode for her to get, you know, caught off at the knees, so yeah. I'm not investing at her, investing much, but I'm like, after this episode, I was like, huh, maybe, maybe she could be, maybe she's fun. I know. She kind of reminded me visually of Scallop Fingers. Remember Virgin? Yes, Scallop Fingers. Scallop oh, yeah. Fingers. It oh. kind of reminds me of Scallop Fingers. She told us that she was going, she was working on quitting her job so she could network. <laughs> oh my God, that was the best. That was the best. So then, um, so then Renee goes, R- Renee goes first, and Renee keeps trying a little too hard to get a kiss from him. She was like, okay, oh, uh, how, and the way she phrased it was, how would Camilla feel if she saw me kiss you right now? It's like, that's a really gross thing to ask. How my four-year-old daughter feel if we, if she watched us kiss, like, it was, she didn't, she's, she doesn't have much game. She's a beautiful, nice lady. Yes. Aaron, what did you think of that? Same, same page. I was like, oh man, you got to just grab the back of his neck and throw your lips on his nose just you know just go for it you know and what don't, I mean? don't bring his daughter into it no, like, grab, grab that shiny faux hawk and pull him in for a kiss exactly you gotta like you know she i really like her i i really do but honestly it's like remember like the mom jeans you know skip from saturday night live like when yeah. you've given up on giving it up like she's yeah. got a real mom jeans she's yes. wearing the mom jeans yeah you know? she's too she's too hot but she's got mom jeans. I forgot the phrase. You've given up on giving it up. It's the greatest <laughs> phrase of all time. It's so good. So then Andy, so he's decided he doesn't want his daughter to see him kiss 20 girls. And he actually, for the most part, sticks to it. So Renee's kind of upset. They're like that he doesn't kiss her, but not as upset as somebody else's momentarily. So then Andy goes and they're dancing and, uh, and then he she busts his balls and says, I didn't see any great moves from you today. And he goes, ah, my sense of humor is so sarcastic. And he gets it. Um, and then 
they said he said the word beautiful, but then they didn't kiss. And he goes, ay, 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 not bad, not bad. They're cute together. Lori. Yeah, no, I think they also have really good chemistry. I appreciate their conversation. It doesn't bore me to totally to tears. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll keep watching. <laughs> I am on my fifty eighth season. Um, you know, but I, but I, I think that their their chemistry is really sweet. I don't, for the life of me, understand his new uh, moral guidance. How he's already kissed six girls, but somehow on this Thursday, uh, he's not going to do it. So does that mean that he's not going to do it for the rest of the season? Does that mean he's just going to not kiss on Thursdays? Um, I don't get it. Maybe it's not kissing on a group date. Maybe he's only going to kiss on one-on-ones. Maybe he's only kissing like on the right side of their, I have no idea. But he's already, Uh, like he already kissed Andy. So why not kiss It makes no sense. Aaron, thought. Yeah, the whole, that thing is so stupid. It's like, it's such a, it's, it's just an excuse to not make out with people he doesn't want to make out with. Like, yeah. it, it's like the most obvious thing on the planet. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not really attracted to you, so I have a daughter. And then with the people he wants to kiss, he's like, he doesn't even mention that he has a daughter. It's yeah. just, it's a, you know, just freaking your, and then I wrote down, why would she be watching? Yeah, why, that's why, when Renee said that, I was like, her, her phrasing was an ultimate boner killer. Of like, I know. Daughter- She's not watching the program. You're on a reality show where you make out with everybody. Yeah, Jesus. no, no, no. So then Lauren, poor Lauren, goes, a kiss would mean a lot. She's like, Ooh. Andy, without the confidence. He's like, well, I have a daughter. Daddy doesn't we'll want her to see Daddy kissing anyone. She's like, he's kissed other girls before. And it's like, he's not interested. You've kissed every, you've, you've kissed other girls. And then he gives her a sag hug. She goes, I'm a fucking idiot. I feel <laughs> And then somebody, and then the woman who says, you've, you've swallowed bigger says, are you going to try to kiss him? She goes, Claire goes, I'm not going to try to kiss him. Like, I'm going to cancel them, bitch. Um, and then they're all, like, trashing her. They're like, Claire's a ton of insecurities. Um, and then Andy and Molly, who's the person who's making fun, they make fun of her. They're like, oh, I'm so proud of you, proud of you, Claire, for eating the octopus. Oh, I couldn't. I, they did a really fun act out, Aaron Foley. Loved the act out. I gave it an A. I gave I it a five out of five. I went on Yelp. There was no category, so I left uh, a review of that on a, uh, a, a restaurant, an, an Italian restaurant that has been closed <laughs> for two months. But the point is, um, if I could pick one person that I would want to be friends with, slash maybe friends with benefits, I'm going with Allie. Allie or Andy? Andy. Andy. Yeah. Andy. So Sorry. Claire goes to him, and she was so fucking annoying and she goes part of the f-bomb everybody i'm sorry she goes oh my god i ate octopus i threw up in my mouth a little but i just swallowed it down i oh i just even the phrase i threw up in my mouth like just like as a comedian when people say it's like that that hasn't been funny for 20 years like that's already been done in every movie i can't and then she goes i tried to hide it and then and then she goes she goes, remember when I said we were laying off the kissing? It was because I really like kissing you and we could get to know each other. And then he, and then he goes, I know I said no kissing, but 
I didn't say how long. She's sexy. I'm helpless. Then he feeds her a biscuit and she goes, oh, do I have chocolate breath? And he goes, it's okay. Me too. I like those lips. Ay, ay, ay. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is so helpless around Claire because she turned him on so much when she said she threw up in her mouth but then swallowed it. I mean, (laughs) she didn't. She spit it we saw that she spit it out. She's, I mean, but apparently that that really rocked his. By boat. the way, it's fucking calamari. Like you, isn't that what octopus is? Isn't that calamari? I think that's squid. Okay, cut it out. Cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. That's a, that's a kimono of the seafood. <laughs> you can keep it in. Okay, First of all, octopus is so good. It's like. Everybody, it's like, are you, she just, it's so, she's being so basic right now. Oh, so basic. She's so basic. Oh. Okay. So then they're in a palace and Chelsea is the cutest. She's like, I am loud. Like, I thought Pasadena City Hall was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) She's so cute. I love Chelsea. Oh, you know what? It's probably loud because my heater's on. I'm turning my heater off. That's probably quieter. It's me. That was me, guys, because I was cold, and I'm sorry. Is it quieter now? Yeah. Um. So Charlene, she has a rose, and Charlene goes, well, we all decided if we had roses, we're going to sit back a little bit. So, um, and so Nikki's like, fuck that. I don't care. I'm not here to make friends. Like, I'm here to make connections. And so Claire is, like, talking to him one-on-one about how great her dad was and how good it is for her to step out of her comfort zone. And then Nikki's, like, lurking around the corner. And then they go talk. And then he brings up, oh, how is it at the house? She's like, what? What? Why do you ask? Oh, and he's like, I don't know. I'm just asking. She's like, huh? Did Claire say something? Because she knows she's been a little coos. And then she goes, and pardon my French, guys. Pardon my French. And then she goes and she, like, trashes her to the Molly girl or whatever her name is, who the one who's got the bald head and then not the bald head and the big things in her mouth. We don't know her name. I think it's <laughs> Molly. And then they all think that Claire, who actually is innocent and has not appeared to trash Nikki, um, but Nikki goes and is like, uh, and then Molly's like, it's so awkward being between you two right now. Oh, my God. And Claire's like, what? And I kind of felt bad for Claire in that moment. Aaron Foley. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I, you know, you know, it's it's one of those things where you're just like, wait a minute. I thought Nikki was like, okay. And then by the end of the episode, like everybody else saying like how negative she was yeah. um, and, and what a buzzkill she was. You're like, oh, okay, here we go. So, you know, she was, she started the episode, I was like, in good favor, and then she just took an absolute nosedive. Yeah. And then all the women were calling her out, like, she's so negative, she's so negative, and I'm like, oh, boy. And, I mean, you could tell from the the, the K-pop experience, like, I was like, oh, is she like this all the time? Is she out of her element, you know, giving her a benefit of the doubt? But, no, she's, uh, she she's a fun fun. She sucks. Oh, she totally sucks. I mean, but I, I did appreciate uh, Nikki's scientific postulations about oh. how men look at women in the eyes when they're attracted and women avert eye contact. You know, I'm glad she pointed that out because I was wondering why my wife hasn't looked me in the eye in 13 years. <laughs> so uh, now I know. 
<laughs> Maybe it's all of your formula. Maybe she's intimidated by your Oh, that's sexy. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I think we need Farrah Fawcett and tuxedos on our poster, uh, Anna. Um, uh, so then so we Nikki, have... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Nikki. Yes, Eric. Oh, I was just going to say, following up on that, Lori, then what was cut out, because I did a little bit of researching, she turned and she said... Women are from Venus and men are from Mars. And you know, I know that science, science, science. And then she blinded me with science. Blinded me with science. Then she followed that up with, um, "Hey, Claire, he's just not that into you." <laughs> and then she followed up with, "I bleed every twenty-eight days. Is that going to be a problem?" And then she followed up with, shit, my dad says. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So then we have um, Nikki walk back to Claire. She's like, I said nothing to him about it. And then she's like, and then Claire goes, okay, I'll be honest with you. If you're going to be a fucking bitch about it, you're one way with him. And you're one way with the girls and you're another way around him. And then Nikki goes, Claire, she's threatened by me. And then cut was Elise. The one who was so convinced that Chelsea was too young for him and something with an L. I don't know. Bye, babe. Um, Oh, she was the composer. Oh, the one Lauren. And so then as she left, she was like, oh, what made me, what made me say such a stupid thing? I made such a fucking stupid, so many mistakes. Why would I do that? Why did I say that to him? I felt bad. That was the one who asked for the kiss. And then Elise said, my mom didn't want me to be with such negative, ugly people. I'm not talking about ugly on the outside. I'm talking about ugly on the inside. Mic drop. Yes. I felt badly for Lauren berating herself for making stupid mistakes and how stupid oh, she was. I know. Poor Lauren. She's adorable. I want her to have a little more esteem. And then they're going off to Vietnam. And then we watched them. We watched him in the outtakes sing K-pop for like 60 seconds. And it was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he was One good. My, yeah. One of my favorite things was on my screen. I don't know about your screen. It said, next up, Castle. <laughs> and I was like, I can watch some castle right now. I mean, truly, it feels like everything was 2014. Everything's right in the world. We're safe. <laughs> I, could see, I could, I could, continue this uh, firework. This, this chemist is on-screen chemistry with a little castle. Yeah, Obama's in office. We got castles next. Things are, you know, the stock market's doing okay. 2014 wasn't such a bad year. Not at all. All right, let's go to let's go to some email. Guys, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can like us on iTunes or Facebook. We really appreciate reviews. Um, preferably good reviews, but you know, we're I'm not here to control you. We got a lovely review. Uh, five stars from Laffy Girl 08. Best podcast ever. Found this podcast last year during Colton season. First time watching the show and listening to everyone's opinion on the podcast has made my year. It was a hard time for me last year and finding the podcast really made it better and gave me something to laugh about. Also love finding out that Arden is from Rhode Island because I'm from there too. Woohoo! I moved last year to a new state and it was hard being away from everything familiar. Thank you for giving this crazy world an amazing podcast that makes you laugh no matter what. Well, thank you for leaving us a review, Laffy Girl 08. That is truly the whole point of all of this is just to brighten everybody's days a little bit. And we we really appreciate 
all of you. Um, you can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com and send in those book orders. We got a great one from Corey Taylor. The subject is podcast love, gentle miniatures. Hi, Arden and gang. I just wanted to say I love the podcast and I've been listening to random old episodes lately to keep myself entertained during this quarantine slash social distancing period. A couple hours ago, I finished listening to the Draft Picks Triforce episode from two years ago, which is a fun way listen for many different reasons, but one of my absolute favorite moments happens near the very beginning of the app when everyone is lambasting Alex for eating a live salamander. Do you guys remember that, Anna and Katie? I, and we yeah, I do. So then she said, what got me was Paget Brewster calling them gentle miniatures. <laughs> I, had a, I had a good laugh about that. And then in my continued free time, I decided to pay tribute to the gentle miniatures by painting a salamander decal with a quote onto a random old t-shirt. So she attached pictures below. It's so cute. There's like, and she wrote Salamander Gentle Miniature on this t-shirt. I hope everyone is staying inside. Thanks for making something fun and frivolous that I can listen to in the world. It seems to spiral into chaos. Chaos, Keep it up. Social distance. Thumble clank. Sincerely, Corey T. That is the sweetest and the cutest email. This t-shirt is fantastic. I got to see this shirt. Salamanders are, look in our email. It's so freaking cute. I just love it. I love our listeners. Um, and we appreciate all, there's so many great new listeners who are enjoying our Love is Blind and our Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelor and Bachelor Australia episode, uh, episodes on Patreon. We have Melissa McCacken, Lindsay Crowder, Rachel Cooper, Jenna Sands, um, uh, Ashley Phelps. There's so many great people. And we know, like, look, we know times are tough and we appreciate you guys giving to uh, the Patreon cause and, and, you know, we appreciate you all of you so much. And, and uh, thank you for all for listening. Anna, anything you want to add? Uh, no. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our Patreon. And I uh, hope these episodes are getting everyone through this tough time. We're thinking about doing after love is blind. We're thinking about doing bachelor at New Zealand who everybody says it's a great season. Yeah. It was, if you guys watch Bachelor Winter Games, it was actually who was it on Bachelor Winter Games? It was Lily, the Aust- uh, New Zealander Lily, who hooked up with Courtney, the Australian. Yeah. They were the original Dean and uh, Kaylin living Kaylin, in the yeah. van. Living in yeah, the they van. they traveled the U.S. in a van after the show. That's right. I remember them moving to L.A., which made me nervous. So, like, yeah. I guess they broke up, but she was the New Zealand Bachelorette, and apparently she was a blast. Yeah. Well, we got to watch. Um. Erin, Lori, um, yeah, you were. I saw you just texted us. Erin, <laughs> Lori, guys, what can we say? What a journey. Erin, will you will you join us for episode, you will be episode six. So uh, episode six on Bachelor Archives. It'll be episode 98 on iTunes for all the filler. <laughs> I'd love to. I've, I, I'm only doing even number episodes this year, so I feel Great. pretty good about it. Oh my god! And I want you to know that your relay race partner, Jerry Trainer, it, it's the you're all everyone wants Charlene, so it, it's it's really a seamless transition between you and Jerry. But you know what Charlene needs? She needs consistency. That's right. That's right. Um, you guys. Where can Erin Foley? I know I said this last week or two weeks ago. If you guys are like, I need some laughs, 
Erin Foley is one of the greatest stand-up comedians I have ever known. She has an album out that you can download right now. If you, you can just laugh in the bathtub, but don't electrocute yourself. What is the name of your album and where can people find you, Erin Foley? ErinKFoley.com. Um, Links to everything. New album is called Deep Dive. You can buy it because, uh, you know, there's no income coming in. And um, my new passion in life is to make terrible uh, quarantine videos on Instagram, which is Erin uh, K. Foley, I think, on Instagram. I think that's uh, it. Um, and uh, I know that you're going to be doing sports movies on Sports Without Balls. I want you to know that I spoke recently with Rob Benedict, and his all-time number one favorite movie ever is Rocky II. Oh. Rocky II. Okay. Two. All, All right. right. And uh, Lori, nobody can find you anywhere because they're not allowed to. But boy, <laughs> what a journey you've been on with us. Well, hey, it's Anna, been fun. Thanks, y'all. Hey, Anna, is there anything you would like to say about these uh, about this final group date and Claire? How are you feeling about Claire being our bachelorette? Anna first. Um, you know, I think she's going to be a fun bachelorette. I think we need a little, uh, what is this thing you always say? She needs some pepper in her pot. That's she's got a little pepper in her pot. She's got a little. She's feisty. She's yeah. crazy. She's crazy in a way. She'll put you in your place while you know losing her mind, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a fun time. I think she's going to be a great bachelorette because one, yeah. she's older. She's had all these experiences. She's finally left Sacramento. Maybe she's learned where kimono is from. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think she'll be fun, and I, I think she's gonna. She's really going to start losing it a little bit more on this season, and it's it's going to give us a lot of entertainment. Katie, how do you think she's going to do? Honestly, I don't like her right now. And I don't remember disliking her, <laughs> um, which I find interesting. But I don't like her right now. I think, I, think she'll, I think she'll be a good bachelorette because she'll be older. She knows what she wants. I mean, like, I already like that she's like, I don't like these guys. Give me new I guys. Mean, like, I think that's a good we sign. We Hannah B was going to be a good bachelorette, and she ended up being kind of fun. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. No, I think she'll be a good bachelorette, but it's been interesting watching her because I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm not liking I her not here, liking her which either. has been weird. Yeah. I would like to say yeah. for the record, uh, number two, I would like to say, um, guys, I keep losing like hundreds of Instagram followers. And it's all, <laughs> I think, because they're like uh, 12-year-olds who watch Insatiable who are like mad that uh, I'm not putting pictures of Michael Provost on my feed. <laughs> so if you guys enjoy me and you want to follow me on Instagram, I'd be grateful. I'm Ardemarine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N on Instagram. And you can pre-order my book, Little Miss Little Compton. And I'm going to be... Um, uh, I'm going to be mailing out a – so if you buy it and you send us an email of your receipt to rosepodcast at gmail.com, I will um, – I've been sending out T-shirts, but I'm not going to do that right now because I don't want to go to the post office. But I will send out a custom Bone Zone puzzle um, when we hit 500. We're, we're getting there. So just know that that's happening. All right, you guys. Lori and Lori and Aaron, thank you so much. So Why, fun. thank you. Is there anything we want to say as human beings before we go? Wash your hands and don't touch your face. That's so hard to not touch my face. The face, I can't stop touching my face. I know, the face is hard. The face is hard. Wash your face and don't touch your hands, America. Um, I was I was jogging yesterday. We don't need to put this part in, but I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go on the far side of the of the reservoir. So I'm like across the street, which is not even pavement. And I tripped, and thank God I had 
I ate shit. Like I had, thankfully, oh. thankfully I had on like a neck fleece because I didn't want to touch my face. And I fell on my chin and oh. through the neck fleece, there was blood everywhere. But if, it, if that hadn't been on, I would have like had to go. It would have been cement. Like I landed on my chin. Like, oh, oh I'm glad you're okay, dude. There was like, and think if I hadn't had that fucking. What are the odds I was going to run in a ski fleece? You know, like, and thank God I did. Yeah, yeah I'm well, so. I have like whiplash today. I'm all bruised. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, Carrie uh, brought out the roller skates I gave her on our wedding day, which she's never used. And she's like, I'm going to go roller skating. And I said, no, you're fucking not. Yeah, if you're, yeah. you're going to fall and have to go to the hospital, no way. That's, um, the, thing. That's the thing. And I'm like, I got to not do this shit because you don't want to have to go to the emergency room. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, I'm not even like Corona, obviously worried about, but I'm just worried about general injury and having to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's miserable for a little while. I'm not, I'm staying. No, I think it's really like I'm staying inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you right. two make me laugh so hard. All of you, Katie, Anna, thank you for um, giving we me a little you. reprieve during we the day. We love you. This is so fun. And if you thank you guys. To, and if you want me to watch any sports movie, I'd be delighted. I've never seen Rocky. I mean, you, you can. Oh my gosh! Remember when I was doing IVF, Arden, and yeah. you were making fun of me and that I was watching Rocky? That was no. my. Because <laughs> well, I was doing IVF and I was asking you if you were emotional because I was crying at Hallmark movies. And you said that you kept watching Rocky and crying over and over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys! I don't know how I'm going to survive this quarantine. My my poor son is going crazy and crying because he can't play with his friends. It's so well, he, sad. He's a really sporty kid, and so like he's a kid that needs to be run like a quarter horse. <laughs> I know, and the kids down the street aren't doing social distancing. And I want to murder their parents, and so he saw them, and he's sobbing, and so it's so sad. Yeah, you can't you you can't let him go play. You of course can't. not. No, yeah. of course not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish anyway. your yard was bigger. All right, you guys. Love right. you. Okay. Right. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Accept this rose into your world. Oh, oh, oh. you accept this rose into your world? Will you accept this rose? Is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts